Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is temptation from James chapter 1 verses 12 to 15. All right, good morning church. Welcome again, once again, for those who are new uh, visitors, those who are online, you can let us know uh, your name if you're watching and joining us. So those who are here, uh, for the first time later, I'll usher welcome you. But I, I want you to, be, uh, to feel welcome and uh, just stay back and fellowship with us after the service. Uh, we got um, uh, Thompson and Shan just got back. Welcome back. And... Uh, and so sad, later on we have to say goodbye. Yes, uh, it's just the nature of life. Uh, you know, uh, life is splitting and uh, we are moving uh, everywhere as well. So, all right, uh, today is the middle of uh, February already, right? It's 20th uh, Feb and it's already, you know, uh, it's uh, beginning the first quarter of uh, the year. And uh, we continue with the uh, the series. The overarching theme of this year is still uh, heavenly wisdom for earthly living, and we are going to study together, alternate between the book of James and the book of Proverbs. And so uh, this morning we continue with a portion of James. Now, um, for recap. When you and I face trial and suffering, what are we going to do? Anyone? Consider it all joy. Lead it with all joy. Believe it with all joy. Count it with all joy. So the reason is that all of that works because it gives us different angle into considering joy. All suffering, trial, joy. It is not a positive thinking. It is not uh, the pop motivational speech, you know, motivational speech and speaker. This is rooted in the truth because the suffering of Christ, because of the cross, because of the empty tomb, because of the ascension, because of the promise that God said Jesus will come back to take us. So based on the foundation is truth, not on pep talks, motivational speech. So that's why when you and I, brother and sister, face trial, suffering, consider it, count it with all joy. So uh, if you want a counting language, put in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the debit column, right? Uh, or, or you can put in credit, meaning that you, you receive it. You receive the, the suffering. You face it, but not like, oh yeah, it's nothing there. It's there, but View it, consider it, lead it, and count it with all joy. Are you still with me? Hello? Yes, okay. Now, uh, we come to this portion that um, perhaps the context is the church at that time may be a bit confusing or not very clear about trial, suffering, and temptation. Because for the original readers, both the Hebrew text and the Koinic Greek in the New Testament, there's only one word that translated or rendered differently. Right? Especially in this case, the word 
trial, suffering is the same word with temptation. And so perhaps this is uh, the Apostle James want to unpack these two words in this little uh, few verses. So this, this is what I'm going to do this morning uh, with us. So people say, okay, we understand that God tests us throughout the Old Testament. The people of God had been tested. Tested what? Faith in God, trust in God. And therefore, God promised them the promised land. God told them, I will deliver you out of the oppressor, a powerful nation like Egypt, under you know, their control. But by simply just tell them, you know, and then uh, use Moses and, and from across the people to say, are you sure about that? Just let my people go. Simple word. Just tell them. Of course, you read the Bible. You know that they went through an ordeal of, uh, uh, you know, as a reader, we say, wow, this is magnificent. This is uh, a miracle of all time, the greatest. But at that time, during that when they don't even know exactly what's going to happen, they, their degree of doubts, their degree of questioning God delivering their degree of, of even want, wanting to stone Moses, God's appointed leaders to death because of, of they haven't seen the promise, you know, uh, to be, become a reality. They saw the deliverance and they, as they move and they, 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 at the, they reach the Red Sea and they still complain, say, Mo, what are you doing? We're going to die. And then uh, they saw the Red Sea uh, you know, uh, parted and they walked through the dry land. They just came over the, the other side of, of, of the, the Red Sea and they, uh, they, they got a song. They sang and they rejoiced and just, I don't know, maybe a week or months and before the next thing we saw them is complaining again. Moses, why are we here in the wilderness? Why, you know, we don't have meat like in Egypt. There will be no Egyptian steak, you know, com you know, comparatively like Kobe beef today, like Wagyu beef. You know? Like with Egyptian steak, we don't have fish that's so nice from the river of Nile. We don't have the vegetable because, uh, you know, the fertile land of the, the Nile, uh, the, the river of Nile is the symbol of, of Fertility and simple of, of power and, you know, of, of, of abundance. You know, people say, well, you took us to the wilderness. Uh, we don't see even water here. We don't see vegetable, fish, and beef here. Well, what are we going to do here? And so God used Moses and, and give them a, a portion day by day. You know, little, not, not a lot, but each day they have manna. And if they, they're a bit greedy, they, 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 they try to save manna, you know, for the rainy day. It's going to be spoiled and going to be smell bad. That's why each family, uh, 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 you know, they were instructed to take only a portion that needed for them. So that because they have no refrigerator, you know, no fridge, so they cannot keep it long. So every day they just go out and collect manna and they say, Oh, manna, you know, pizza every day, you know, no good. Give me some meat. You know, and then they got, and, and, and they complained that God hurt them. And Moses say, you know, you, 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 you call me to lead these people. And at, at the moment I, I respond to your call, I have no peace at all. They complained to me, whom shall I complain to? I, should I complain to you, Lord? 
and then they say, okay, I, I will give them the meat, the quail, you know. It has to be clean food, by the way. And so God brought in the, in, in the quail, and they got some meat, and, and God said that, you know, you will, you know, even got the meat out of your nostril. You will get sick of it because of your complaint, because of your posture, because of your demanding, because of your, your entitlement. Uh, that you back in Egypt, even you were slave, but you did not know what you were asking for. And I'm the God. So you tested me at the, at the, uh, the, the stone or the place called Maribah, which is where they, uh, they, they test the Lord by asking what, for water. So where's the water? Right? So in the Old Testament, we see God test people. But we also see that at a time that people tested God. But more often, that people tested God. How? People tested God by not trusting in His plan, by doubt His provision, or complain about what He is going to take the people through. As a reader for us, we read in the aircon room, we read the Old Testament text, say, yeah, why they're so stubborn. <laughs> we, we were, we liked them in many ways. <laughs> Even aircon, we got complaints sometimes, you know. Even we got uh, fish, we got complaints sometimes. Even we got job, we complain about our bosses. I mean, just the nature of man is, is murmuring and complaining and crumbling. Thanksgiving is just... Take a lot of discipline, you know. I just recall the other day that our church, like maybe three, four years ago, I forgot, we got, uh, you know, a 30-day challenge or something of gratitude or thanksgiving. You know, the, 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 the game plan is that, you know, every day, if you thanksgiving, you got, you know, take day one, day two. And uh, uh, many of us uh, honestly reported, you know, we cannot pass day seven. After day eight, we already complained back. To build the habit, it's difficult. Right? And, and so I remember myself, I have to restart on day 20. So the deal is that if you complain one time, then you restart again. So it's kind of reinforced the, the, the habit of gratitude. Gratitude is both, um, it is a core, it's also a discipline. It's just not like automatically that everybody, you know, thanksgiving and praiseful and worshipful. It, it's, a, it's both a discipline and, and a, a, a will to surrender and to, to uh, worship the Lord into our thanksgiving, okay? Now, two words, trial, temptation. People tested God by not acknowledge His power, by not take seriously His will to save. The big case in the Exodus is that they don't trust that God can deliver them from a strong hand, probably the, the strongest empire at that time, Egypt, King Pharaoh. So they don't trust His will to save them. They don't acknowledge His power. They need to see a tangible evidence. Right? As, uh, as even Moses say, Lord, uh, how can I just come and talk to Pharaoh without any, any show of military power? Say, no, just speak. Just speak. Okay, just, in case, just I will show you miracle about, you know, the snake, the stick, and all the, the plague is basically a miracles 
for Pharaoh to have a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, and ten chance to repent. <laughs> but he was still, he, he hardened his heart uh, some part, and God hardened his heart at some part. And so the people of God seen it through, right? God tested their faith. They tested God. But the thing that people sometimes misunderstood is that God never tempted them. Remember, the same word. God never tempted them. God never enticed them, lured them. God spoke the truth, and the truth supposed to set people free when, when they believe and obey. The truth, God speaks. The Bible is truth, but it will not set you and I free if you and I just like, yeah, I agree, amen. But I'm not going to do it. It will not set us free. Are you still with me? So, when, when the Apostle James said, Consider it all joy, brother and sister, when you and I face trial of various kinds. So many kinds. But the word trials there can be rendered as temptation. So, if it say, consider it, all joy when brother and sister you are faced temptation. I, I, are we saying that when we sin, that we also be joyful? No, temptation is not sin. It means that temptation is mean that the, the Bible he explained that it's birth out of our desire. All right, let, let us go to the word. Read James. James chapter 1, verse 12, okay? Verse 12. If you have the, the book, there's a portion already printed in the book, a soft copy or use the Bible. Jam, uh, James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, under temptation. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So those who love God will trust and believe God's promises. And those who trust Him and love His Word and believe Him will be standing steadfast, will remain steadfast under temptation, under trial, under life circumstances, under suffering, they do not give up. It's not like the world say, do not give up, do not give up. You're, you're, you're. It's, it's not just like a pep talk. It is like we do not give up because the one who is with us is greatest of all kings and lord and emperor and, and the whole you know, universe. And therefore, there is a foundation of trust and belief in the unshakable truth, Jesus Christ. And therefore, those who under trial, it's not a question of if, but a question of when. In fact, the wisdom of God is allow us to face tri trial and temptation with God's view, with heavenly lenses, so that we can deal with with the problem through God's Word. 
God allowed his children to grow not because God wants to put them in a lab or a vacuum so that you know, the world cannot touch them. The disciple, you know, the, 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 the Lord said that you, you, are, you, are, you, know, you are with me. I will put you, you know, as what? Sheep among wolves. Which means that danger there, possible danger. Which means that there will be temptation. There will be trial. There will be suffering. So in fact, God really loved His children if he put his children under so-called, quote-unquote, education process. You know, as a parent, we, we work hard, we save him, we want to have good education for our children. We pay uh, a tutor, we pay teachers, we invest in time, and, uh, and most of Asian parents, and including Vietnamese parents, they, they invest heavily on you know, piano lessons, and music, and mathematics, and chemistry, and physics, and all of that. You know, they, they, they're not even happy within school. They have uh, you know, after classes, they have all of this packed in just to put into the next generation the education that they're supposed to have. Because uh, also there's a desire or uh, anxiety that uh, maybe my children cannot co cope with the world, cannot compete with the world, cannot compete with a neighbor, cannot compete with his friend. So I have to be heavily invested as much as I can in the education of my children. Because I'm I afraid they're going to fall behind. And when they score badly and they got angry because it's waste my investment, you know. And so that's why the, the Asian parents demand good grades. You know, A is uh, average. You need to A plus, you know, A star. But little did we know that, you know, the Bible will put God's people under the whole lifetime education. How many of you like God's word to be an education source? Hmm? This is why in the early days of Mosam, University or even school, uh, uh, you know, uh, when when uh, uh, America was founded, you know, most of the Puritan group, the Christian group, came in. Basically, you know, all the Ivy League uh, of university used to be Christian, you know, founded, and and because they understand that the wisdom, the sword, besides mathematics and science, all of that, you need you need the Word of God because that's why it's supposed to be the center of all education. In, in, the first, uh, in the first century all the way to uh, 15th, 16th century, the church is the education center where they teach about the manner of life, education, ethics, uh, philosophy, and, and, uh, and, and biblical mandate. And so the people know and understand they have a wisdom, not just academia, not just the, the knowledge of, not information, but also formational process. As I said, as we read God's Word, not only give us information about God, if we don't do it, it's a stay there. Yeah, good knowledge. If like, like, like the Bible is just among other books on the bookshelf. It never changes our life unless we obey and let the Word of God form us. So the Word of God revealed to us informationally, relationally, and formationally. They want to form us. God's wisdom form us educate us, discipline us, correct us, rebuild us, train us, equip us for all the things that pertaining to faith and life. The Bible must have the ultimate authority for what we believe and how we live. 
That's the ultimate authority. The Bible will not tell you to do how, how to do mathematics. The Bible will not tell you to do how to compute, you know, uh, all the algorithm. But the Bible will instruct us what to believe and how to live. Are you still with me? So education process. So the wisdom genre of the, in the Old Testament and in the book of James, they say the reason that you, brother and sister, me as well, face trial, it is the education process. It's a process of test of faith. But God never tempted you to sin. Because some of them say, oh, brother, I, as a pastor, oftentimes, pastor, I sin because I think, you know, I, it's, it's not my desire, but, you know, maybe God tempted me, and so I sin, I committed sin. So distinguish it. Temptation is not yet sin. It's, a, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a seed. It has not yet grown yet. So the Bible tells us that one is grown, it becomes a sin. So I continue to read this one. Bless the man who has steadfastness, for he has stood the test to receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say this. Let no one say that when he is tempted, he or she is tempted. I am being tempted by God, for God cannot tempt it with evil. Because God is a holy God, God is perfect God, He cannot tempt us or anyone with evil. So the question people sometimes read the Genesis say, why on earth that God placed the tree? Oh, yes, good that the tree of life is there, but why? Why the tree you know, of, of the knowledge of good evil is there? You know, God, you don't know? Why don't you just remove that tree and everything sorted? You know, why, why just make life so complicated? You know, is God tempted uh, people with evil? Why God even have the, the, the serpent there in the garden in the first place? You know, and, and so, so people, the, when we, they face trial, the tendency, people back then and even today, when they face suffering trial, the, 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 the natural tendency like, am I, you know, being punished by God? Am I being judged by God? Is it because my past life that make me this? My, my, mar mar uh, my marital condition, my marriage life have a problem because maybe my past life, my uh, grandfather, my parents, is, it is, is, is that generational curses? The, the, the Bible, the New Testament set us free, but Jesus, the, the disciple asked the same question. Jesus says, no, you know, it's neither. Yes, it's everybody's sin, but neither, you know, that person sin or the parents sin so that you can see the miracles of God for the God's glory. So I will carry out the miracle. What Adam failed, the second Adam or the last Adam, as Jesus Christ will fulfill it. Jesus himself being fully God, fully man, was tempted or tested. When you read in Luke chapter 4 or Matthew chapter 4, the temptation of Jesus Christ, it, it, the reason that it, it rendered as temptation because this is showing that the humanity size of Jesus, that he can be tempted too. Because there was, uh, in, in the early days, there was, um, uh, consider a cult because they said, you know, God is God divine. He cannot be tempted. But Jesus is a showcase that he can be tempted because his humanity side. And yet his divinity side, the divine side, he conquered it. He overcame the temptation so that he gave hope and the foundation to all those who fought. 
follow Him, who want to conquer temptation. And it's a very simple strategy. He did not use any weapon. He did not shout at the devil. He did not, you know, just beat himself. He just did not, you know, kind of like, you know, feel, you know, very frustrated. He simply stated the Word of God. It is written. He did not say, I say so. Because he knows that he wants to cite the Word of God, the sword of God the Father. The reason that I can overcome this temptation, the temptation of prosperity, the temptation of fame, the temptation of testing God. The devil said, you jump from the building and the angel will, you know, God angel will catch you. Truly can catch, but he said, no, you shall not test God. God can test man, but man cannot test God. Why? Because if man tests God, you will reap the, the, the destructive consequences as the people of God. They, they test God through the wilderness. They test God provision. They test God deliverance. They don't trust Him. They test God in all the battle that they, whenever that the God won't allow them to conquer the land and give them victory, and sometimes they tested God right there. So as Christian that we are in Christ, that the degree of, of, of Christian at that time, even today, people tend to test God. God, if you do this, I will do this. That is the form of testing God. You know, if you bless me with this job, I will bring tithe offering. You know, it's like give and take. It's like deal. We have a deal, God. If you give me this, I give you this. Because that's the world operated by give and take. I give, take, I give, take. Because they don't trust. So some Christian naively thinking that, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, I, 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 to I told God that. And God really, uh, you know, afraid of me, he blessed me. <laughs> you know, I say, if you don't provide me this, huh, uh, I will not worship you. Uh -huh. then, then the next day, I got a, a new job, a new car. I say, you see, huh, good, you know. <laughs> I, I test God and he afraid that he just blessed me. That's, that's the toxic branch of the gospel. It's called prosperity gospel. And also another toxic, the opposite polar is that poverty gospel. <laughs> God, you know, you want us to suffer. You want us to suffer because you said, you know, all Christians suffer. Therefore, you know, I will remain in poverty because this is my identity. I don't want to get out of it because uh, uh, I feel holy. I feel, uh, I feel, you know, pure when I'm poor. <laughs> There's no such thing in the Bible tell that you, you are, uh, when you're poor, you are, uh, you, when you are poor, you are pure. <laughs> right? Because uh, both, uh, we deal with that, the, both the rich and the poor are equal standing before God. There should be no division among you. There should be no distinguish, uh, the, uh, distinguishing among you. And later on, James will address that, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, 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 the, we just studied last year, the, the poor should be both in, in their exaltation, because in Christ, the rich should, should boast in their humiliation, so their humility. And so, rich and poor it's, 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 not, it's, not a, it's not a hindrance for anyone to come to really worship God. And so, so the, the Christian at that time is like, yeah, I got tempted by God. That's why James addressed it. No, 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 never. God will never tempt anyone. And he explained this. Verse 14. Each person, each person. is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Let's read again. 
each person, each human being, is tempted when, not if, which means that it will happen, when he is lured or enticed by his own desire. So the key here is desire, that trigger. Including the desire early on, this passion, a desire to become rich. It will vanish, will be disappear in their pursuit of accumulating wealth, right? The desire. Including sexual desire, the sexual temptation. Including uh, that, 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 you know, uh, you want their the own desire. So linked with the Genesis 3, their own desire to be like God. To, to, to have the knowledge of evil and good and, and to, be like, to, be, to be a superhuman. I want to know everything. I want to be everything. <laughs> and that desire which will entice and lure by our own desire. So, this one is clear as two things. God never tempted us. We are tempted because our own desire. Also this. We should not always give the devil the credit. By saying, oh, I tempted by the devil. You know, oh, today, you know, the attempted Bible, oh, Satan attacked me. There, are mo- there, 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 there were moments like that. And there will be moments that you feel spiritual attack. But not always. You know, like, oh, pastor, uh, you know, the devil, you know, blocked my gate today. You know, he, he sent a truck in front of my gate so I cannot get to church. You know, the, uh, I, 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 woke, I woke up in the morning. I mean, the Lord showed me the sign that my, uh, my, my, my motorbike got flat tie. How should I go to church? You know, the devil must block me. You know, and, 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 uh, and so, so blame the devil. Uh, by, by blaming the devil, you give credit. It's so powerful. You cannot just, you know, climb over the fence and go. You cannot just do the grab, call the grab. Um, you know, oh, Pastor, I cannot, you know, this morning I wake up and in my full pajama and then suddenly I cannot move and, and you know, and, and, and I cannot, uh, I, I feel I don't like to go, you know, it's uh, going to church based on your feeling. And so people make a lot of excuses not following God because, not because of the devil, by their own desire. This is why the world promotes that if you want it, go get it. Because your desire will drive you. Those who are, we study in the book, those who are naive or consider foolishness, foolish are those who are driven. Driven by the drive of the world. By the desire of the world. By the envy with the world. By jealousy with your neighbor. Driven. To the world, driven people are good. You are motivated. You work hard. You achieve. You will be successful. You will be like everyone else. You 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 be in the hall of fame. It's good. But but to to the Bible, in the wisdom genre, especially if you are driven by something, including if you are driven by like you know serving God, ministry. You know, I'm serving my ministry. I'm serving God. God never want us to be driven. By even serving Him, He calls us, we respond. Relationship. I love you, Lord, because you first love me. I want, to, I want to serve you because out of joy, out of, of relationship, not because if I don't serve God, I go to hell, or I don't serve God, God angry with me. A lot of people serving God because they're afraid that God gets angry if they don't serve Him. 
So that's why I encourage the, all the ministry team. If you serve in the ministry team because you're afraid that if you don't serve, God punish you, then you should take a break. That's supposed to be. supposed to be a relationship. How was the beautiful relationship between husband and wife? And the husband offered, honey, can I wash the dishes? Can I clean the house? You know, like an offer. Like, like, like you, know, you don't say, you know, uh, and the wife shouldn't say, like, you know, uh, you, know you, you don't help me with this. You don't have, and then complain and complain, you know, complain, beget complained, you know. And, and so, so there will be no, uh, no sweet relationship. Same with God. People sometimes complain to God, you tempted me. You know, you put in my this situation because you tempted me. And the apostle James said, no, no, God never tempted people. You guys tempted God. You test God by, by not trusting Him, not acknowledging His power, not acknowledging His will. You guys tested God. God tested your faith, but He never tempted you. So it's a word play here in this portion because the word, the original word of trial, suffering, or temptation is one word. But it depends on the situation. It render and translate it differently. Are you still with me? So, verse 14 tells us that temptation comes from the source of our own desire. Our desire is, um, you can say, not a neutral, but it's always have a tendency to be sinful already because we are all corrupted. We're born sinner. So it's not like, yeah, my desire neutral. No, no, no. Our desire always want to do evil <laughs> and not to do good, even though we have the knowledge of good and evil. Since the, the day of, of the fall, Genesis 3. So our desire is already prone and inclined to do evil or sinful. And therefore, uh, the, the apostle James will say, hey, when you face temptation... Because check your desire. Check your desire. Get out of your mind that God never tempted you. So put that aside. Check. No. How about the devil? Depends. Practically depends. If really a spiritual attack, if really is that the devil or your own desire. So a lot of Christians are going you know, through life and everything they blame the devil. They credit the devil. Oh, devil did this. Oh, devil did this. Oh, devil did this. So check, is that your own desire that caused the temptation that, that, that conceived? So then verse 15, then the desire, when it has conceived, you get pregnant. <laughs> you get pregnant, it's conceived. The desire needs something to clip on. So it clicked on, you know, the, the de- your, your sinful desire that conceived. Because you, you're actualizing it. You conceive, you carry it out. And therefore, it gives birth to sin. So sin, not from, you know, from Mars, it's from here, from a desire that they need to find something to connect and therefore it clicks and becomes sin. And what sin does, not, not yet sin fully grown, bring forth death. So that's why when we see a, a young baby infant say, oh, so angelic, oh, so cute, you know, a princess, prince, so cute, you know, and oftentimes, sometimes I upset the parents and say, ah, it's just wait for it to become a sinner, it's to become a monster later, when you're about to turn two, you want a monster, you know, and, and you know, before like, like, like this, and you, got, you cry for milk, and, and everything's so cute, you know, like milk, milk, you know, and then when you say, no, I don't want to eat this, I don't want to eat this, then you say, ah, that's a monster. Because it's sinfully grown. 
So when you look at whatever the infant say, yeah, God placed the baby, the children, into God's parents, into parents so that they can educate them, train them, equip them, correct them, rebuild them, love them, you know, the whole education process. You know, you can, you can send our children to education university, but you are responsible to educate them at home into a godliness. And the Word of God is the center of all education. And again, I'm not saying the Word of God will teach you mathematics, okay? Just to be clear, right? This is just what you believe and how you're going to live. Amen? So, desire, conceive, and give birth to sin. Sin, fully grow, bring forth death. So the minute that Adam and Eve took the, the bite, right? Their eye opened. So the temptation that they heard from the serpent, not yet sin. The Eve took it and got the first bite. It's all she, she committed sin. The husband came along, Adam came along, instead of rebuke his wife. Hey, honey. You know, God told you not to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to participate in you. I'm not going to be accomplice. But because you say, you know, the, the, the sin is, is enticed. It's, I mean, I, I just try to uh, paint the picture here for you. Like, honey, welcome home. I'm waiting you for all days. You know, this is a wonderful fruit. And, 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 uh, and, and uh, you know, it gives us the knowledge, the power to be like God. Honey, you like to try and probably the, 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 the Adam say, no, 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 but uh, because he loves his wife so much, right? He say, okay, you know, my wife is a boss, huh? uh, and she told me whatever that I do, uh, I want a, uh, want a happy life, uh, then uh, should be a happy wife, should be a, a happy life, should be a happy wife. I mean, even today, Christian, you know, believe that. Believe it's instead of a husband carry the word of God, you know, the, 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 the symbol in the Old Testament will be the staff. We be uh, we be um, you know uh, Moses staff and passed to Aaron staff and the staff put in the the art of covenant and it bud bud is flower because it showed the authority of of the word you know almond almond is a symbol of, of authority and that uh, Aaron has bud and then carry it to to Jesus uh, we did not record that we don't have a record that Jesus using staff but but he probably in the the own context a shepherd used staff. You know, sometimes it's just hook the sheep, you know, I don't know, break the leg or, you know, or fight the wolves. But, but the, the, the word of God should be the authority of, of life. So Adam's supposed to say, honey, you should put it down. This is, you know, I don't know what the consequence is, but I don't dare to try. Because the wisdom told me that the fear of the Lord. That's why the book of Proverbs say, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is, a, is the beginning of wisdom because when you fear the Lord, you don't want to do it, it's the beginning. It will bud, it will blossom and, and it's like a nugget of gold. You need to mine, you need to filter, you need to, 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 to process through life and therefore, you know, after the process, you got a nugget of gold and precious and pure and the same with wisdom. Wisdom from on high is pure. It is for your life and my life to live on this planet Earth with all around us foolishness, being naive, being simple. Temptation birthed out of our own desire. Trial and suffering, sometimes external. 
We drive on the, on the streets, maybe a motorbike hit us, got an accident. We ride on the, right, the same lane. We stop at the red light, but the truck just, you know, hit us. <laughs> that is trial. External factor. So here at Dress Bowls, the trial and the suffering is external factor, if you like to, to view it this way. The temptation is internal, meaning that you and I have the desire. We all have desire. We all are looking for something. <laughs> and we all have our toxic uh, desire. We want certain things the way we want. And therefore, sin entice, lure us in, put us in situation when we commit sin. David, he conquered the war. He's a warrior. Wherever in the old days, when they fight a battle, the king usually on the, you know, on the, on the field as well, on the battle. Of course, he commander, commander, and fight. He himself sometimes fight. Uh, but on a, on a cool evening, right? Cool evening, the Bible describes us as very relaxed, probably very jazzy, you know? Like he, he went to a jazz lounge and he just listened to music and kind of a couple of cigars, I guess, and a couple of beer, and he chilled and he looked over uh, the, the, the windows, not the window, the palace, over. I mean, if, if, if those of you have been to Israel, his palace is a, a bit, uh, you know, up on the hill, the seat of David, up here, basically 360 degrees. You can see, uh, you know, a lot of things around him. And you know that you are you are you are king. This is a palace, and and over there is is you know most most likely you know you know you got security check. You know exactly who that is. <laughs> you know exactly who that young lady is. Uh, for whatever reason, you know is taking a bath on the rooftop. Not usual in Israel. This is enticement. So a lot of people because this is silent in the text, but it's not. But Sheba is not innocent. Like, yeah, I'm just innocent girl. It just happened. I walk on the rooftop and I found myself naked and I'm taking a bath. And then King David just came and took me to the dinner. What's the alarm? <laughs> took me to dinner. <laughs> took me to the dinner and then he invited me to have a couple of wines. And we end up with a tequila shot. And then we uh, end up on the bed. And the next thing I wake up in the morning, I know that I'm in his bed. And the next thing I came back home, I reported to him, I conceived a baby. It must be you. And then uh, you, you sorted out, King David. You know how to sort it out. And say, okay, uh, well, I know your husband. I know his commander. I call him back in. And, you know, I, I, we will cover this up. You know, I will uh, uh, consider it as a reward. You know, in the battle, the, the, the commander, the general should not fight and not should have, you know, come home. But I, I bring you home. You can stay with your wife. Kind of like a retreat for you, you know. And the commander in his upright said, no, I cannot do this wicked thing. He said that I cannot do this wicked thing because I'm in the battle. And so he's, he slept out his tent, and then therefore it cannot be covered. Uh, then he have to conceive because the uh, sin that fully grow that will give us to death, birth to death. And therefore, okay, I have a better idea. I will send him into the front line and tell the other commander not to support him, withdraw him, so that it's naturally feel like a war death. It's an accident. We know the story. So from the enticement, that David succumbed in. You know, the, the, uh, the song, everybody like the song of uh, Hallelujah by Le, Le, uh, Cohen, Leonard Cohen, right? 
and, and some Christians confuse. They think, this is a Christian song. <laughs> They're supposed to sing in the worship, you know. <laughs> some people have mistaken that. I can sing in solo talk, you know, but that's not a worship song. That's basically tell a story. Uh, the writer, of course, he is Jewish, and he, he's found the, the story fascinating, and he, he feels like he composed that, but it's very romantic, you know, and she's taking a bath under the moon and all of that. But, but the enticement. And David succumbed to it, and then he tried to cover his sin. And then, of course, to give birth to, to the, 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 the son, and God is not pleased. And he cried out, cried out to God, and God said, no, I spare you, but I will let the son die. And then the son died because I cannot accept, you know, uh, the thing that, I, I promise you a, a, a kingdom. I promise you a generation, which is, you know, later on you got Absalom and Solomon, and Solomon will be the wisest king. So God promised and he will keep his promise, regardless how people unfaithfulness. Not to say that we continue to, to be unfaithful and then God still do it his way. No, the thing is that God never tempted us. We are tempted by our own desire. David was tempted by his own desire. Even though his heart, the Bible recorded after God's heart. But one time he, he, last, he let, uh, he maybe feel a bit achieved, accomplished. And, and he, he let the God go down, and especially his heart. One look, one kill the king and uh, the whole generation, the whole kingdom split apart. Temptation entice. It lures. It gives birth to sin. It will bring death. Now you're still with me. So is that clear about two words, okay? Trial, suffering can be external and sometimes beyond our control. We got fired by our boss because of we say the right thing. We refuse bribery. You got fired from the job. That's trial and suffering. External factor, you stand on your ground. It's not because of you commit certain sin that you got fired. If you told your, your employer lies that destroy uh, the company or make a loss, you got fired. That because the temptation that you succumb in that led to sin. Is, are you still with me? You can distinguish that. So, Pastor, I, I made a mistake instead of reporting to my upper manager about the incident, but I, I tried to cover it up. Then the boss found out, found out later, I got fired. Well, God is still with you. God will forgive you, but that's temptation that gave birth to sin because you want to cover it up. You don't walk around light. God still, of course, still merciful, spare you. But not because that God did that to you. Not because that say, oh God, you are loving God, why you punish me like this? They know because of your own desire. That conceive and give birth to death. The consequences that you and I face every day. So every decision that we make, either we honor God or glorify God, or we honor ourselves, or we honor the world. Temptation is always there. That's why we need education. That's why all the righteous people need ongoing study, reading of God's Word. Because it's everywhere, temptation. Online, offline, at work, to text messages, to those who are single. You know, you know some, some, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the world have a new you know, texting and then sexting. 
you know, like like they they share, you know, the improper images and they have uh, flattery and 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 you know, it's it, it a chain word and they start from desire and it lures and entices and give birth to sin and then sin committed. Trial and suffering. The pandemic is trial. None of us uh, say, okay, we want it, right? Or some people's conspiracy may be from the lab. We don't know, but it's here. So the, 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 the things that we face today, whether restriction, vaccination, I mean, all the industry, job loss, is, is trial, is suffering. It's beyond our control in, in a way. And, and God tests the fate of his people. Will you trust me? Obey me? Will we continue to put on trust in the midst of a storm or you live in fear or you live in faith? The choice is yours. I never tempted you. I never tried to destroy you. By the way, those who are already, um, you know, in school or past the school, all the tests in school exam never meant to destroy you. Basically to test how much you know, right? So consider the test in life is how much you know God, okay? So when you're being tested by God, not tempted, okay? Tested by God. Trial, life suffering. Ask yourself, how much you know God? You know, if I study this much and my paper refl uh, ref uh, reflect what I study, B plus. That is it. I suppose to say, yeah, that's what I study, which means that I don't study enough, right? So I need to cover other aspects, so... I will call respect. Same. If you receive a B plus in your life, maybe you need to study God's more. Maybe you need to study God's work more. How am I supposed to live God? I failed in my first marriage. How am I supposed to build a second marriage? I, I, I failed in my third relationship, you know, when I'm single. How am I supposed to have a godly and honoring God in the fourth relationship? Not say, oh, you know, Lord, you punish me. First relationship, you not make it happen. Second relationship, third relationship, fourth relationship, I give up already. I stay single all my life. I, I, I give up with you. You know, uh, you tempted me many times. Some people, Christians, think like that. Trial, suffering, and the external. It can be both internal as well, but oftentimes is external. Internal struggle is temptation to give birth to sin and sin fully grow to death. You're still with me. All right, just two words, summary, summary for us. Next slide, please. Trial, the key. Just simple for you to take note. Steadfastness. When you and I face trial of various kinds, remain steadfast. Stick to the Lord. Stick to the, the, the course of His Word. Hold him tightly. Steadfastness. This is how we saw Abraham, Moses, and David. He sinned, but he, he, he's, he's, he, he, he returned to the Lord and steadfastness. We see Jesus, you know, he not be distracted by all the power offered to him to be the king of the Roman Empire. All the disciples want him to be king on earth. and say, no, I'm be king. I'm with king to heavenly places, and, and, and I, will, I will let you also to exercise, you know, the, the word of God. So bring kingdom comes, because when Jesus says kingdom come, not, not fully uh, arrive, but already, but not yet. When Jesus came, already, but not yet. So we're living here in this planet earth, already, but not yet. Christ already here, the kingdom of God is already here, but we are journeying toward 
the destination to the end time. So trial, remember steadfastness. Whatever that you face, remain steadfast. Amen? Number two, temptation. Temptation is, remember one word, desire. And usually sinful, usually toxic, usually um, not godly, usually. Okay? Uh, even this can be, uh, can be cloaked in this like, Oh, I, 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 you know, I desire to serve the Lord. I sacrifice my family. I sacrifice everything, you know. I, I, I just serve the Lord and even I destroy my health, you know. The reason I, I have in a bad health because I serve the Lord. I don't have enough sleep, you know. I don't exercise enough. I, 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 I eat poorly. Then, then for I serve the Lord and look at my body, look at it because I'm, I'm sacrificing the Lord. That's also wrong because the Lord never entice or never make us suffer. Most of our suffering lightly because of other did, other sinner did to us. <laughs> we stop at the red light. Somebody bumped at us. Other <laughs> sinner did to us, or our own making. Sometimes the devil, but the devil. When the Bible said the devil tempted, uh, like the said the evil spirit, you know, to tempt David to do a consensus. That that's 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 sometimes the devil. If the Bible de- made it so clear, other time our own desire. So don't do not give the devil too much credit. Okay? Are you still with me? All right, here's a practical um, some of the things for you to think of. Right, next slide. Try a temptation, one word the same in Greek. External, internal. Um, just, I just try to help you to think of whatever that you face today, just name it. I just put a, a few out here. The first point is discontent with work life relationship, discontentment. Right, um, that can be both trial and temptation. Meaning, God promise, assure you, and gave you Jesus Christ. If you and I won't be able to find contentment in Jesus, nothing helps. No, if God gave us the Son already. And the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and He's the perfect one, and we're not happy? We're not content? What, what's supposed, what are the things that God's supposed to do? This is why people can be tempted like, yeah, the devil offer better deal. The devil promised me that, you know, your life is freedom. Just do whatever you want. You want to live this lifestyle? Yes, good. Look at the world. You know, this is a pinnacle. They climb up there, they're happy. But most people climb up there, it's very, you know, very uh, emptiness, uh, uh, the, the very, uh, what do you call it, not enough oxygen up there. So when you have find discontentment in your life, it could be both trial, suffering, or temptation. Second, um, the next point, being tempted by ungodly, unhealthy desire. <laughs> Pastor, can I try drugs? Yeah, go ahead if you want. If it's your life, then, then you do whatever you want. But if it's Christ in you, then you check. Pastor, can I have uh, you know, sex before marriage? I mean, if it's your life, it's your marriage, do whatever you want. But it is the Christ that redeemed your life, and he, you're no longer your life, but He is His life. Your life is in His hand. Then ask Him. Ask Him. 
whether he'll allow that or not. Right? Like ask your employer. You go to work, you sign a deal, you sign an agreement, there's a there's a job description, there's all of that. That I think sometimes I think maybe Christians need a job description. How to live, how to believe. But it's already there. We don't need to read it. The Bible is a is a is a is a live job description. How to believe, what to what to believe, who believe, and what how to live. Are you still with me? So it's up to you to define whether it's trial or temptation. Okay, because your situation, personal situation, is different. Okay, so I just put it out for your reflection. The third one is uh, suffering for mental health. The Bible explicitly did not address the mental health issue. Uh, from time we see that King Saul is just a bit crazy. It can, <laughs> I mean, the the psychologist, Christian psychology can read that. Yeah, that's mental health. It can be. Uh, it cannot be because the Bible is clear. It's the devil that you know that the evil spirit in Saul, and then he, he threw the spear, tried to kill David, and and it, it, it's uh, the the devil enticed Saul to kill David. The Bible is clear, uh, but in in the modern world we have something called the you know the mental health problem, depression, anxiety, general anxiety disorder, um, you know uh, all kinds of symptom. Uh, that's help for us to categorize, right? So we have category. The, the modern uh, education is that we have to categorize. Why? Because we need category to need the handle to handle it, right? It, it is because it's, it's a Greek culture as well. We need to dissect. We need to, to dichotomize, trichotomize. We need to analyze and we need to provide a solution to that. And therefore, um, it, 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 um, it, um, usually that there's so many categories that we can lose the main, the main thing. The main thing from God is simple. God can bring healing to any form of mental health. But most often time, the mental health is birthed out from the desire. The young people reportedly that they got um, depression. Oh, one case, very sad, uh, a Vietnamese student from town after Tate came back to university. And uh, after one day or two, just arrived Ho Chi Minh City and then... Uh, uh, reported missing after a few days, they found uh, his body on the, uh, the river, on the river bank, and uh, they investigated and found out he committed suicide. Uh, out of nowhere, the parent got shocked. He put drug in his uh, his backpack, so he got you know sunk down into the river. Uh, after a few days, he, he surfaced, and uh, uh, no. Uh, so the the investigation concluded that he uh, committed suicide because no no other physical harm, no others robbery, money still there, everything. So, uh, so the parents is is uh, oblivious uh, towards his, uh, his mental health problem, towards uh, his suffering. So I, I I encourage you that you are facing any issue with mental health in the church, you know, at least uh, talk to someone. If you don't trust me, talk to someone. Talk to talk to medical doctor, psychiatrist. If you trust me, I can just begin. I don't know everything. I don't have the answer, but I can help you to journey to your awareness. So most psychologists, most psychiatrists, is basically help you to be aware of your own condition. Never give you a solution. That's the training. I never give you a solution. Give you awareness so that your perception is changed. And from awareness to perception to action. So a lot of people, the parents uh, made a mistake because uh, you want the children to aware, but they f you're forced you to take action. They, they, they did it uh, for the sake of you. After 18, after 20, they, they, will, you know, they, they will forget about it. They don't want to do because they haven't changed the awareness. They haven't changed the perception. So education process is basically raise awareness, chain perception, and then action follow. Are you still with me? So if you have mental health or any form, you know, I'm open to talk to you. 
But if you, if, if you, if you, you I, I don't want you to face it alone. I don't want you to face it in isolation because that all the more create more complication. You stay with me. All right, last one. Suffering, uh, uh, struggling with habitual sin. Habitual sin means you got temptation, but you committed it every day. I'll give you one example. The whole world is, uh, is, is fully, statistically speaking, you know, uh, pornography is a new drug. Even secular world, even secular non-believing world believe pornography is a new drug. Is that addiction? And, and they got website, they got resources, uh, of course, they help in the form of a, from a, from a humanistic uh, approach. But Christians should be better. We got, we got the Bible. That if you're facing a habitual sin, struggling with it, that, that's temptation. And both trials, suffering, because the minute that you commit to this habitual sin, you feel bad about yourself. You feel guilty. You feel shameful. You feel, you know, worthless. And th that's what the devil like it. He was laughing, but Jesus was crying. So the, the, you, you and I need to come to Jesus and say, I'm crying. Lord, help me with this. Help me with this. I need another brother. I need a sister. I need to journey with me. I need somebody that who, who know my struggle. I, I don't want to live in secret. But, you know, because the secrecy that will keep me, you know, suffocating. There's a difference between secrecy and privacy. You know, what, what you do in your bathroom, taking shower, that's your privacy. But secrecy is that what you do with life that nobody knows and is sinful. Like you keep watching pornography and nobody knows, that's secrecy. But the minute that one or two know they pray for you, that's no longer a secret. So the devil have no, no foothold unto uh, your life. It's, it's like there's no hope in your life. Like so you set free because that Christ is enough. That grace is sufficient and bring healing in recovery to you. Are you still with me? So trial, temptation, we all face every day. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast. You and I can fail hundred times as long as we stand up in Christ, 101. The desire that we have that will give birth, the temptation that we have is from our desire. Give birth to sin and sin lead to death. Death means here, not, the, not, not necessarily as a physical death. Uh, we will reach there, but the spiritual death means that your relationship with Christ being cut off. You're no longer in communion with God. You, you feel distant. You feel distant from His Word. You feel distant from His body, the church. You feel distant from Christian. You feel distant from Christian practices because you felt so shameful and, and, and guilt about your own sin. But Jesus said, come to me. Come. Come. I will carry that out for you. Come. So He created the church, the body, for you and I to journey together. For you and I to face trial and temptation and consider it all joy. Amen? Amen. Let us uh, pray and have a five minutes of reflection. Ask yourself. I encourage you to be specific about your trial or temptation. Ask the Lord to help you. Let us spend uh, four or five minutes.
Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you have shown us your faithfulness, your steadfastness. Not only that you have been, had been speaking about your love from the, the day of creation, not only that you have demonstrated to the very life of your son, Jesus Christ. You did not send him right into the palace so he can be king. You sent him right into the manger so that he can be identified with among the poor, the untouched, the untouchable, the, the, the people of a common ordinary. And yet, Lord, he also be child in the court, in religious court, where priests, where emperor, he interact with the rich. And he wants to redeem them. And he is the truth. But sometimes the rich miss the point. In the case of Pilate. And Lord, whether poor or rich, let us, Lord, consider it all joy because of the cross. Whatever the trial or temptation we all are facing in many different ways. And different, sometimes it's, it's unspeakable. Other times that we want to, to shout. Other times that... We just keep it to our own. But Lord, that's not never be a way to keep it our own. That you always provide us, you yourself, as a listening God, to a form of prayer. You gave us the body of Christ. Lord, I pray it will be a listening body. We listen to each of our pain, our struggle, and journey. And, and, and use your word to minister. Not just pastor, but anyone that with the word of God can minister to one another. And Lord, I pray that Lord, none of us go to this life. Yes, we face trial and temptation, but none of us, Lord, I pray none of us to do this alone. We always have someone be there. Someone to understand, pray, sympathize, empathize with our trial and temptation. So that the devil cannot defeat any, any, any of your people here, Lord, Lord, this flock. Lord, help us to aware of our own desire so that we not be succumbed into the enticement or the, the, the empty promises of sin. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us to grow to full maturity. Help us to be wise by not being naive, simple, by not being leave our option open, fully committed to the Word. Not reconsider the Word and reconsider the world. Help us to have single-minded in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.